Good to go? Yeah, sure. Cool. Is this our 10th episode? This is our 10th episode. Welcome to the 10th episode of Emo Social Club Podcast. We made it to 10. (laughs) Over a few months, we finally made it to 10. And uh, somehow, we still haven't figured out what we're doing. Yeah, we have not. (laughs) Uh, This is just sort of a mini kind of catch-up episode in the middle, because we are trying to get more consistent about putting out weekly episodes every Friday. Um, Yeah, so we just wanted to sit and talk and chat a little bit. It's probably going to be shorter than our other episodes, but... uh, It'd be like that sometimes. It'd be like that sometimes. Um, Lizzie, how are you? I'm good. I'm tired. I'm alive. It's been a really busy month at work for me, so... Yeah, same, actually. No, (laughs) I feel you. I know, yeah. It's... It's been pretty, I mean, it's been exciting because I don't have to really work in the office the entire time, which is nice. Yeah. But it's definitely, um, I would like to sometimes work in the office. And I finally (laughs) did the other day. And I was like, wow, cool. Maybe we should talk a little bit more about, like, what you do and, like, (laughs) how it relates to why we're even doing this podcast in the first place. Oh, I mean, I work at a radio station here in Chicago, one of the (laughs) longest running rock radio stations, if you haven't figured it out by now. Um, There's not much left of those in Chicago. (laughs) So I do promotions. So I'm the person who's picking um, the winners for those those online contests you enter. Nice. So I do that. I'll call you and tell, ask you for your correct information. And, you know, if you try to sell those free tickets you won, um, we're going to put your name on the do not pick list. Wow. <laughs> or if you enter multiple times where we actually have a do not pick list of people who just continuously enter every single contest. Uh, I actually know somebody kind of like it's that. It's really ridiculous because we really want, we do, okay, most people in the radio industry who do the contest, like your really good promotions coordinators, they will make sure that whoever they're picking is actually going to try to be genuinely excited about whatever show or concert they're winning. Post about it. Post about it. Well, like, I would imagine that the goal of a contest like that yeah, is to Yeah, like, more... post about it. And for people to be like, oh, my gosh, like, this is my favorite radio station. Yeah. You know, just get re- repeat visitors, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, we also have our, like, favorites, too, who, you know, we do like to see every, at most of our shows. That, you know, we will be like, okay, we know you do this, but you're a decent, nice, pleasant human being. Yeah. So we're <laughs> fine seeing you here. There was one time someone did try to sell their tickets that ended up being will call only, but they didn't realize it or put two and two together. And some other concerned listener was on Craig. It was on Craigslist. Oh, boy. And they had copied and pasted the actual email my coworker had sent, including my coworker's first and last name and like personal like contact information for our radio station into the into the Craigslist post. So it was really bad. And I was working with that coworker and he's like, oh. (laughs) <laughs> can't do that so we emailed this woman and she was like trying to play it off and we were like you have to take that down like you can't do that um per you know rules and regulations like yeah. legal rules and regulations and she was trying to play down she's like oh can't you transfer the names over and we're like 
usually here's the thing usually if it's like enough of a time away from the show and it's a will call only sure we will definitely if you come to us and you're like oh my gosh like i can't go but like can you put like my kid's name or like my girlfriend or somebody's name sure. on the will call us instead if it's not like day of or night before we'll usually do it but if you're gonna pull shit like this lady did <laughs> we are not gonna do it for you so we just said no we, we can't switch it you're on your own and then we put her on the no pick wow. list like wouldn't you not enter a contest if you couldn't go but how far out are you really doing these contests um, some of these contests are like a month or two out and okay. so some other contests are like we do studio shows or like in like in-house shows so like um bcbs or studio x so those will be like a week and a half at the most okay. in advance so some people we get it because we also do those like in the middle of the day on a weekday so right well, we did one last Saturday at Shuba's for El King, and that was at, like, noon. Mm. So, definitely, obviously, more people came to that. But there's yeah. also a lot of times where we've had some in the middle of the week. Like, we had Death Cat for Cutie at Shuba's, which was right. super cool. Because right. there was, like, 200 people capacity cap. Yeah, yeah. So, that was really cool. But that was at, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And, you know, you, you can't, a lot of people can't get out of work for that type of stuff. So. Gotcha. It, I mean, anyway. it, it happens, but I do that, and then I'm usually at the events, that, you know, the on-site events, so yeah. I'm like, hey, guys, here's this, and all month long, we have, like, free t-shirt drops, so, like, I'm always at these different places around the Chicagoland area, and I'm like, here's a free shirt, don't yell at me if we run out, because we only give out 93 if you haven't figured <laughs> yeah. out where I work by now, you, you have a serious issue. There's I don't so know. There's only so many places like this in Chicago left, but, um, radio stations, but, um, it's a fun job, and there's a lot of people that you get to meet that are very interesting. There's a lot of perks with like shows and too. Yeah, like I work the um, we did we do holiday concerts for the kids. So for there's a handful of shows this season, holiday season, where we're going to be at. And we're collecting toys for kids in hospitals around the Chicagoland area. So the first one we did was for Violent Femmes. So that was kind of cool. And then we also did one for Little Steven. And then we have a few more coming up for the rest of the holiday season. I recognize Violent Femmes. I have no idea what a Little Steven is. Little Steven's like the soul funk oh, type no. of thing. Yeah. Well, he's the, the E Street band. Maybe. There's I think. Going there was to something be, banned in there. Yeah, listen, I listen be, to like the newer stuff of the music that my radio right. station plays. I don't listen to there's the older stuff. There's definitely going to be somebody who's listening to us and just like, how do you not know who fucking Little Steven is? I ah, have had and so then, many people are like, aren't you excited? I'm like, yes. And they're like, you yes. know him from where we... No. Yeah, I think he's from Bruce Springsteen's band. I have no idea. This is, I listen to, to a look- lot of podcasts where I hear them like say things that I know are wrong, and the hosts are trying to figure them out like on the podcast, and I'm like, what? I, I can't tell you. This was recorded before. You've yeah. probably learned since. I hope you have. With this recorded, and we can do nothing about your lack of knowledge. Right. So. Well, the biggest thing is, too, that people have come up and um, because we also have holiday concerts for the kids shows for all three nights of Greta Van Fleet at yeah. the Riv. No, at the Vic. Oh, no, at Aragon. They're at Aragon. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. They're at Aragon this time around for three nights. <laughs> Relate to the Pitchfork review of uh, Greta Van Fleet's <laughs> latest album to understand my emotions. Thank you. So... But we have a lot of older listeners who will come up and be like, do you yeah. know, I've been listening to you since before you were born. I'm like, yes, very clearly. Yeah. I am only 23. There is no <laughs> way that anyone else would be coming up and telling me this. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our radio station for that long, though. That's cool. 
but I, that's what I do. Yeah, nice. I don't know. We've never actually talked about like what we do, like why. Like we talked a little bit in the first episode about why we're making a podcast, but I don't know. I think it'd be good just to get sort of that information out there. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought a podcast would be cool too because I, um, when I was in college and my college radio station, I had an assignment was like make a little podcast segment of like that's like under five minutes of a music review mm-hmm. so i did that for mcr's first album bullets <laughs> and you had to give it a catchy name <laughs> so i g- named it the lizard people music <laughs> oh my god because <laughs> since my name's lizzie a lot my dad used yeah. to calls me lizard and then yeah. people at w- that i work with have always just picked up on it so it's pretty normal for me so i did that and then i was like oh this came out pretty decent um for college radio they have um ibs the intercollegiate uh, broadcast system mm-hmm. awards every year in new york yeah. and we were submitting it and i had no idea what to file it under because it wasn't really a podcast but it wasn't really like a short news segment right so i had to ask my radio professor at the time and i was like what do i put this as he said put it as a podcast so i did and i won a national award for oh it. shit so uh in 2017 <laughs> i don't know how don't know why so <laughs> that's been a thing and i just thought it was cool because you can like edit stuff and make it really cool and like make it sound pretty and everything i'm more of like an audio editor and yeah. you know i like to create that type of stuff I'm, like more npr type obviously i'm not an npr but that'd be cool if you could pick <laughs> me up npr hey npr if you're what's up npr from, uh, from some random podcast <laughs> some random emo podcast yeah you hired my one friend who graduated from college with <laughs> me so what's up there you go yeah i uh i've been touring with the idea of doing a bit more behind the scenes stuff with the podcast um kind of inspired a bit by our interview with beyond the music that yeah. we did a couple episodes ago um connor's just really like kind of an in he's not an influencer but he was influencing he's me a so bit. like he's like that really excited mom in the background in the yeah. best way possible i was like go do your dreams baby <laughs> and you're like oh okay, <laughs> okay i guess i'll do it i'm motivated now he, yeah and in the best way possible we love connor <laughs> yeah like obviously he's himself really motivated uh connor if you're listening to this i'm pretty sure that you follow a lot of like what gary vaynerchuk does which because just some of the things you said on that podcast i'm like this is gary vaynerchuk but <laughs> you'll 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 get back to me i'm sure um we'll yeah just very like endorsement still i know that's, uh, that's the main goal for the new year <laughs> the new year is endorsement so gary vaynerchuk if you're listening no uh <laughs> <laughs> the the thought being just like he's very much a motivator and he's trying to get people to do things that they want to do if they're trying to be entrepreneurial if they're trying to start something on their own they're trying to be their own boss or even if just if they're trying to like find the job with the people they want to work with just whatever it is especially in this internet age where everything is out there online like there shouldn't be anything standing between you and doing something else and yet i will say this that there is obviously something there like obviously not all of us are doing something on the internet putting out content i mean even when we first started talking about the podcast it still took us a few months to actually get into it uh and start working on the actual product when we said we were going to do it uh and i do think that there is enough room out there for everything that everybody wants to do in their own way uh so i i i 
was really like i really appreciate having connor on and emily as well but connor's just <laughs> it seems like the idea person now that i follow him on twitter and like yeah he has this every daily list where he'll put his top three like things he's doing yeah. for the day and it makes me be like oh man should i be doing that too <laughs> but think, then i'm also yeah. realizing i'm like i'm working all day yeah. and like i'm so fucking tired like he's going freelance so he has to keep himself motivated yeah. and keep himself accountable to somebody else Whereas the rest of us have, you know, a boss to be accountable to or a customer to be accountable to. And he's just sort of getting himself motivated and getting, uh, you know, moving himself forward. I think the interesting thing with freelance, because, I mean, a lot of people are starting to do it. I just read an article that was actually retweeted from Jamie Black, who runs um, Dynasty Podcast. Yeah, I know Jamie. And he listed, he had this whole awesome thread about freelancing and entrepreneurship, which a lot of people have started to jump into freelancing recently just because of, you know, the economy and everyone has to have a side gig because what you're earning normally at any basic office job. So say you earn anywhere from like 40 to 60,000 net worth. And remember net worth. Um, doesn't include like the taxes taken out, so right. you're really not even making that much. Right. You're probably making at least twenty five hundred less after the taxes taken out. <sighs> yeah. So obviously, if you factor in, you know, cost of living on your own, say your rent is at least fifteen hundred, and then whatever utilities. Then you also have what if you have a car? You have car payments for whatever. Then you also have transportation. If you live in the city, there's public transportation yep. that you also have to pay for most likely because no one's going to be driving from you know the upper neighborhoods in chicago down to the loop where it's twenty dollars to park uh, for like two hours yeah it's not a good idea no one's having fun <laughs> i don't like it when you're driving and you don't know where you're going and i'm walking across the street and then you almost hit me because yeah. you don't know where you're going there's too many people in the loop right but because <laughs> of that there is a lot of people in the loop you should not be driving i was talking to get, a, get out of the loop. i was talking to a friend the other day and we were like you know what maybe i don't think chicago should be designed as like a place for people to drive necessarily mm-hmm. it should be more like obviously emergency vehicles yeah obviously but it should be more you know we should have like pedway systems we yeah. should have like these really innovative technologies to get people from here to there via like public transportation or just walking because chicago especially I couldn't when i went to new york that was a mess mm. And if they had more public other than their subway, you know, transit system, it'd probably be significantly better on every type of commuter foot traffic out there. But yeah. if you factor that in, plus food <laughs> and insurance and being Didn't mean sickly, to get us off on a transit and you know tangent. treating yourself and going out, you know it's it's really expensive. And here's the thing: like I live with my family still, so I don't have to worry about rent or utilities but i do have to work downtown most days so i have to factor in at least anywhere from you know a hundred to two hundred and seventy dollars per month of transit so i can get down here and back so i have to factor that in but you know i don't have to factor in like you know heating utilities (laughs) washing clothes like, you know, really, I, I mean, I don't buy all my groceries. I buy certain things that, like, I specifically eat. But, you know, I'd yeah. be like, hey, mom, <laughs> can you pick me up some hey, yogurt? Man, Thanks. I would like this for lunch this week. Sometimes sometimes my grandpa will buy me tortillas, and I'll be like, yeah, I would up? like some tortillas. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up. My coffee's made for me. <laughs> uh, there are benefits of living at home. Listen, yeah, it's not are. that bad. I get it. But well, listen, if you I wake up every morning and coffee's now, ready but... for you, it's really nice. 
My uh, grandpa went on vacation for a week and I didn't have coffee in the morning. My mom and I were freaking out. We were like, there's no coffee. No, it's not ready. We have to use the Keurig. I mean, I'm completely capable of making coffee myself. But when you get up at, you know, 630 in the morning and you have to catch a 730 train. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to get yelled at at work. You know, I just want something done for me. Oh, but um freelancing has become a lot more common with more people because mm-hmm. in the last 10 years you know nothing has changed economically with how people are getting paid so Wages a lot of stagnant mm-hmm. <laughs> so a lot of people are you know using their other talents for other clients which yeah. is totally fine but it's also really shrinking the possibilities for people who originally only freelance like you know in the earlier times basically yeah. where it was a little bit more niche so it's harder to find people or people are starting their own like agencies right which is also a lot of money to invest for what are you getting out so it's that's the biggest thing yeah so. there's still a, a barrier of entry there but i do see some benefits to going freelance i see some uh even in like in what uh james was talking about in our yeah. last interview james shotwell uh, he sort of started making his own uh, website, his own thing out of it because he wanted to be his own boss, but also because there was no outlet that was kind of ready to hire him. Right. And if you are kind of going against the grain a little bit, which there's an audience out there. I've seen a ton oh, of yeah. his articles. He's working with some really good bands in Chicago, really good bands outside of Chicago. Um, so, I mean, obviously he has, he's not even from Chicago, but he's working yeah, with them in he's Chicago from Michigan. too. Yeah. But he, he, he knows so many people we right. know. So it's like, you're working with a bunch of these guys too. But, uh, yeah, just sort of like going freelance to create your own path rather than be a part of somebody else's path, <laughs> which I don't know. I think we look sometimes like this is what the audiences want. This is what people want. This is what everybody is doing now and you sort of have to remember like i don't need money on a national scale i need money on like paying my bills scale you know right like i don't and if need to I be get famous. past that that's cool yeah but like but that's not the main object- objective the, the, most of the time yeah and the objective I, I, one of the things i think that makes most people say i'm not going to do this is because they're like well i can't make this much money or something like that you know yeah. it's like i have to get to this point to where i'll be happy there and it's like no, I don't think you do. Like, I'd be happy being able to pay all my bills and do what I love every single day. And that'd be fine. Well, you have to remember, there's a lot of people out there who they're so materialistic. I mean, obviously, yeah. we're a consumer capitalist culture. Yes, so inherently, are. everyone's going to want the next best thing. Right. You know, we, we're not that's not going to change overnight. That's not the minds of people, which is, you know, in some cases, that's why people do freelance or take on other right. secondary jobs because they want to be able to maintain or get whatever that new product is or something in their house and i get that i think that a lot of people going into like being a content creator being a freelancer freelance is one thing being a creator being an influencer being an internet sensation whatever that is are a couple different things obviously both of them are working for yourself but i think people see you know a youtube star or uh I don't know. I don't see podcasters as terribly rich people, but I know there are some people that are doing very well off their podcasts. And, um, I mean, usually most podcasters are people in media and entertainment who aren't like, you know, superstars have another day job. Yeah. They just have this outlet as like a creative outlet and a thing they can do on the side at least. But, you know, you see a lot of these creators 
very doing fairly well and so you say i'm gonna go and be that because i can be rich or famous or or something and i think in that ideal of it a lot of people say well no like i i can't do that i'd have to quit my job or something like that and it's like inevitably is is you don't need to work up to being rich and having you know i I think i was going to say you should not be working up to have a really nice car i honestly think most people in the city should get rid of their cars i want to get rid of my car so yeah my thing is i live in the suburbs so i kind of need a car but that's the difference if you live in a suburb don't get rid of your car that's a bad idea (laughs) yeah because the way that's it is but living in the city like i'm trying to get rid of my car i have to drive to the suburbs too much right now so that is what it is but I want to get rid of my car. I want to, you know, sort of like lower what I have to do so that there are more th- options that I have when it comes to paying my bills. It'd be really nice to like, you know, <laughs> just sort of work for yourself and be your own boss and all that. But, uh, you know, I think it, it, it does take some time and I think people just need to stay motivated and stay on top of it and really figure out how you want to get to that point. Uh, Connor is a really good person to follow. Connor is a really good person to look to for some of that stuff. Uh, His Twitter handles at Connor, I think it's underscore Skelly, S-K-E-L-L-E-Y, or it could just be Connor Skelly with no underscore. It's one Uh, of those. We'll link it down. He's he's eating like a taco burrito in his (laughs) profile picture. As are most people in Chicago. (laughs) Twitter profile picture. Um, Yeah, so I just wanted to kind of start us off with that. But... uh, we talked a lot about voting in a few of our episodes. You had the episode where you met yes. with a couple of uh, a couple buddies. Yeah, a couple of my buddies from yeah. my uh, alma mater. Uh, so we voted. Yes, we voting did vote. happened, and the midterms happened, and, and it's very nail biting. And it's still happening in a couple of states. Georgia yeah. actually has until five o'clock on Friday to finish counting their votes. Yeah, and I and saw I, today uh, yeah. Florida triggered a recount, and, and they have uh, I think until two o'clock tomorrow. On to, Friday. To do the recount? To Amanda. finish, yeah, because they triggered that earlier this week. Yeah. So the 16th is going down. <laughs> but, yeah, so that came out pretty in- interesting yeah. because you still have um, a really close seat race when it also comes to people who are in the Senate. Yeah. Because Arizona just declared a Democrat yeah. as flipping um, their red state yeah. over to blue. And she After was one of the yeah, and she was actually um, their first like bisexual, openly bisexual yep. female senator. Yeah, which is really Kirsten wild. Cinema, which is I can't not think of the Skrillex song. Okay, I don't. Okay, listen anyway. to Skrillex. So just you listen to, to you, from my first guy. to last. You listen to Skrillex <laughs> from first to last. <laughs> yeah. Okay. From first, we're, we're the we're the contrast here. God damn it! So. <laughs> Um. Yeah, Kirsten Cinema won uh, her seat after all the votes were counted. So it was kind of weird. Where I mean, obviously, we're talking about this after a week later. Yeah, from it's the only elections. been a week, but it's felt like eons. Yeah. Uh, Same thing for this last year for the presidential <laughs> elections. Honestly, yeah. It's felt like forever, uh, and we're mostly because we're still recounting it. But it's it was funny to me that so many things like we wanted everything to be kind of called that night. Yeah, and so many people were kind of like surprised that that like, it still goes. It still goes on, and there's so many. Uh, well, there's a lot of political figures, more so on the Republican side, saying that this isn't democracy by asking for recounts. But we've seen the uh, 
current Georgia um, governor actually blocked yeah. over 200,000 voters yep. and basically expunged them from the voter registry, yep. which... And which is he, a completely illegal. I'm just going to be honest. That's completely illegal and abuse of power. Completely running for a seat while uh, from Being your previous the, seat, you can de- like decide the laws around voting. That's inherently an abuse of power. Fucked up. So we'll say, well, I think, yeah, that's enough said about that. Yeah, that's <laughs> literally like, enough said about it. Yeah. Um that was bad. Yeah. I will say here in Illinois, we went all blue. Yeah. Thank God. I mean, for me, thank God. Listen, we'll finally have a budget. <laughs> Isn't that wild, guys? Illinois will have a budget. Uh, they could pay out um, student financial aid maybe on time for the first time in the last few years. Yeah. Tell you that it has not been fun because <laughs> uh, a lot of schools will make you pay for that. There's some schools who won't make you pay for it, but there's a lot of schools that will ask for you to pay that anywhere from 500 to 2750 out of your own pocket before the state approves it and reimburses it to you. Jeez. So we can finally have that on time. Yeah. I think there will be, uh, I mean, obviously having four years with a Republican governor and then Democrats everywhere else. I mean, we're Illinois, so I, I've always felt like there's not a lot that Illinois is really going to change much because it does tend to vote blue, especially right. because the of the biggest Chicago. thing I think is because um, JB Pritzker is like, as soon as I get in, we're going to legalize marijuana, yeah. which it's I think a- was a lot of people's driving force. I mean, it- I mean, I, I get it. I mean, we see, you know, Colorado completely paid off their debt in yeah. like less than a month or two as soon as that was legalized. So that, that means that we should. Oh, listen, they, they paid it off very quickly. They pay, I mean, the. Even with Canada legalizing it, is the industry does really good things for, for whomever it's legalized for. There's no need to put uh, what is mostly people of color into prison for minor non-violent crimes right. and then keep them in jail with mandatory minimums. So I mean, it's clearly this is something that should be changed. I'm all about it. I'm not terribly excited that it's a billionaire. Yeah, who got to, you know who ran. But I feel at the same time it came down to the fact where it was like the same thing in the previous primaries. Like, who's the lesser two evils? It is, yeah. Because the opponent was again Bruce Rauner, who was our governor for four years, who didn't really do anything because yeah, there was shit. no budget. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest milestone thing he ended up doing was for Medicaid and Medicare, um, women were able to have um, abortions yeah. covered under that, which is like the biggest thing, <laughs> which is which is great. Trust me, that is great, you know, because people who are on Medicaid and Medicare don't obviously make enough income for right. a reason. So they're getting in um, coverage to the state. So and to have give them that power to choose that's like amazing but that's literally the only good thing he's kind of done yeah so but yeah i mean i had to vote for prickscare too because you know i don't want around her back (laughs) no we got we got nothing out of that so (laughs) it sort of just is i I agree it's the lesser of two evils but uh at least having a full down ticket of democrat allows for things to get done people are going to work to get things done um i also you know i've had this conversation with a few people who uh may not have been terribly excited about some things but we have been sort of saying that we need to go and vote as a reaction to what's happened over the past you know few years with 
everything. I mean, I'm not even saying Donald Trump's election. I'm saying like with the Congress uh, that Obama had and Obama kind of being stopped at every turn trying to do progressive things with the Senate consistently trying to repeal Obamacare and and everything that's happening is that you can't say I'm going to do my due diligence on election day. You're supposed to be diligent year round or every time that your elected official is doing something that you don't agree with, you need to stand up and say, I don't agree with you. You need to take an active role in your democracy because otherwise this is what happens is we get to a point where we need to push for the largest voter turnout largest young voter turnout yeah. largest uh chicago voter turnout in years literally i know that some people were waiting up to two hours in yeah. line the day before may like yeah. election and like november 5th so i mean it it's amazing and it's uh, fantastic that this happened this year and we needed it to happen we needed what we have what what happened we needed to have happen when it happened great job but now that that's over, we can't just say, my job here is done. I'm going to step back. I'm going to go back to my normal life or I'll see you again in two years for the election yeah. for the president and and whatever it is. Like, you need to hold the elected official mostly locally, I'd say, as well, because yeah. we're not going to have as big of an effect on the president. But you can hold your governor. You can hold your alderman. You can hold anybody in your local elections especially in your own districts so i mean everyone you know voted for who they want to represent them in the district so you can even get a hold of them because honestly they're probably going to be a little bit more attainable than you know certain higher up figures even in your state like governor yeah but and if you agree or if you disagree you need to let them know because it's it's also that the loudest voice in the room is the one that everyone's going to hear so if you're in disagreement then disagree if you're in agreement make sure they know you agree with what they're doing so i uh that's my overall message with the election is great job but we're not done yet and, exactly uh i'll even stand by that as like if you don't agree with uh with the political leanings that we have that's fine but uh you know let people know have a real discussion let people who are elected whether you agree with them or disagree with them know what you feel and take an active role uh, we were kind of talking before we started recording about people just need to stop telling other people what they think so much. They need to start going to the people who can make the changes on the things that they think to like take an active role in it rather than sitting on Twitter and just responding to people. The biggest or thing is, is that a lot of people aren't confrontational and that personally really bothers me. <laughs> and when I've had a few friends come to me about some other issues, um, and I, all I can say is, hey, you need to confront this person and you need to do this, this and this. They're like, well, these people aren't confrontational, though. I don't know what to tell you then. If you're not going to do it, you can't yeah. complain about it. Yeah. If you're not going to confront the problem, the person, whatever it is, you can't complain about it. And you're going to get the consequences of you not addressing it. If you <laughs> let's say you don't believe that marijuana should be legal in Illinois. I don't know anybody like that, but. I don't know anybody who has a strong enough an opinion. Eh, sure, but they need they need to get high then. <laughs> oh Side God. note: I don't smoke weed, so I have I no. Don't I don't have a horse in this race. I just am like it should be legalized because we don't need it to be illegal. But anyway, if you are on the side that it needs to be illegal and we shouldn't legalize it, 
get out there and say something. Don't argue with people that believe that it should be legalized on Twitter. Don't write and a don't, big like, Facebook post about it. Don't try to like beat up it. people like civil other civilians because like the, what is that going to do? You're going to go to jail. It's just like that's not going to do anything. Yeah, it's it's still illegal to beat people up. Be, be an adult unless you're uh, running for elected office and you body slam a reporter. Yeah, because you know it would be like Cause that. that's a laugh. But uh, yeah, I, I I just think that it's important that people stop arguing amongst each other and start holding the people that are elected accountable. Uh, I generally think that we are all in the same boat and we need to remember that we're all working together to get what we think is best. And we're all supposed to hold the people that win elections to the standards that we believe they should be held to and not having an active role in what's happening around you I don't want to say 100% of the time because I think that's unrealistic for most people. But when you are hearing that something's going on or you know what an elected official is trying to do, then you need to say your opinion on that to that elected official. Not argue with a bot on Twitter. Just get off of Twitter. I fucking hate Twitter. <laughs> I mean, I almost got into a fight with someone on Twitter because it was over um, New York's uh, Alex, Alexandra, Alexa, Alexandria yeah. um, Ocasio-Cortez, Yeah, where there was a report that came out that she said, I literally cannot afford to move and get a place to live near in D.C. because D.C. is one until, of the highest places of renting. Until she get, moves into her new job. Right, and gets a, a higher paying salary. To that job. Which is her new salary. I think it's like 127000 I can be wrong, yeah. but I think it's in that ballpark. And everyone was like, oh, you can't budget. I can't believe they picked you. Like, how dare you? But really, the reality of it is, is that, you know, she is a working class woman. And that's, you know, she ran with that because she is a working class woman. She went door to door all across New York and, you know, was like, hey, can you please vote for me? This is what I stand for. And people were putting her down about it. And, you know, that's inherently speaking of classism because Mm -hmm. then you're saying only people who are rich you know and non-working class are able to run and do this because they have financial backing or something to fall back on she doesn't well yes she probably has you know family members or other people it's not like they can always say hey here's like twenty five hundred dollars to like pay for a month of rent like yeah whatever it's chilling not that's not the reality of anything anymore i mean you're saying that you have to move to Washington D.C., which is one of the more expensive places to right. and there have, have been, a place. There to have live. been other reports too that some um, politicians actually live in their offices because it's so expensive, mm-hmm. or they share, or you know, they're roommates with each other. Yeah, because it's just so outrageously <laughs> they're priced. They're roommates. In uh, <laughs> they rent an Airbnb that was given to them by executives of companies, but <laughs> uh, no, I agree. And she even posted basically that. You know, don't engage with these arguments because these people arguing these points are the reasons that only rich people run, only, uh, you know, working class representation doesn't exist because nobody can afford these things that they've been priced out of, basically, including just running an election, running without corporate sponsorship, running without lobbyists. Just running completely, totally DIY, basically. Yeah. It's like you're saying that, I mean, any argument against it is basically just repeating the narrative that it's for the rich people to run and and the other thing is to somebody um from capitol hill actually sent a photo to basically um somebody who works at the washington examiner Mm -hmm. and they posted it on twitter today actually of ocasio just wearing 
like what you would probably wear to like a senate meeting you know like you look nice you have like a suit jacket and like a nice skirt you know for a woman um in that area and people were saying like oh how can she afford she can afford to dress nice but she can't afford to live here and she sent back a comment she's like i could wear a potato sack and you still you know comment and laugh at me i can wear my best off you know the sales clearance rack and you'll still laugh at me just stop like you're just you know people on the lighter side are gonna outshine you guys on the darker side trying to find issues and again that's also speaking mounds to what people who think who should be running and they're also still saying that because she is working class she ran on that platform that she therefore has to always be what the stereotype of a working class you know lower middle class person is which is somebody who struggles or like you know wears jeans and like older hand-me-down clothes or whatever that's not really the case people can treat themselves like yeah and i feel like she's gonna struggle the most because of that and everyone thinking oh you think you can fit in you can't fit in But you also you're shouldn't try to. You, you also shouldn't here. try to fit in because yeah. you're supposed to be for the working class. Why are you dressing nice? You know, and it's just it's this this really negative and awful classist mindset that society has, and it also goes in hand. You know, because of her race, because she is a Hispanic woman at the same time, it's something that's so detrimental mm-hmm. to the entire argumentation when it comes to just trying to see progress. And I think just because we have her and we have so many different diverse women, especially in office now, I think it's really positive for this past election because everyone went to go vote for those people. And these people are going to make the impact and change because they are more of the minority in whatever sense in which they are the minority um, on Capitol Hill. Yeah. So stop arguing on Twitter. Confront (laughs) people. uh, Just complaining about other people and start addressing a conversation start addressing your politicians whether you voted them in or not uh start having real conversations with them and uh just you know be fucking nice you fucking asshole yeah don't maybe smoke jewel pods (laughs) because they're gonna get banned and restricted soon i don't even want to get into that which is very wild you know because it's really dangerous towards teenagers but you know there's a lot of other things dangerous towards teenagers too that aren't banned yet but i have high whatever that with a democratic house that we can start to shine some light on the bullshit that's been happening over the past couple years that working against the nra (laughs) will be not such a big deal for a lot of politicians uh there's a reason that it took eight years however long it has since we've had a democratic house um i think it's every i think it's been four oh, it's four been five because well, obama didn't have a, a i don't remember when it was but obama hasn't had a democratic house in a long time i think when he was elected it was a democratic house and then it might have even flipped like and the it flips, yeah that's when it happened that's why I'm yeah. Thinking, yeah it flipped so part way during through. his first term so i mean we haven't had a democratic house in a in a while realistically so it's not like it's been that easy for a lot to change over the past let's say 12 years first because my math is not working right now but uh without that as part of our government governing body 
we haven't been able to do a lot of the things that we probably would want that the majority of Americans agree upon because we weren't uh, having the representation that a lot of Americans wanted. So I have some faith now that there's some actions that can be taken at the very least to sort of push us towards, you know, whatever happens when we do another election in two years, um, where maybe more people from the right start to move a little bit more towards the center and say, yes, you know, all this gun debate is sort of making sense to me and that we're for common sense gun reform. I, a you lot could change. Think, but also a lot of people are more <laughs> motivated by money. I agree. I agree. To then, uh, you know, people dying for which one zero thing reason. that would really help is, I mean, March for Our Lives was, yeah, that one was thing. huge. Uh, more of that, more of people around the country standing up and uh, showing your resolve for that, because you know, if there's uh, if there's an NRA group in your area that goes to meetings about gun reform and they are the ones shouting and screaming and saying, you can't do this, you can't do this, then we need more voices there saying the opposite of that. Yeah. Uh, because that, no one's going to listen if there's only one group of people that believe in what a small minority of people in the country believe in and saying, this is how it should be, they're going to listen to them because they're the only ones that showed up. And that's what it comes down to. So I I have faith because I hope that people stay involved and one of the messages I think of this podcast is to stay involved. Stay involved and, you know, question things. Yeah. Don't just absorb it like a sponge. I think that was the biggest thing I took away from my high school, like, history, English, hybrid literature class when we studied Howard's in. That's the biggest thing I learned. <laughs> Don't be a sponge. Yeah. Don't soak up everything. You can soak it up, but you have to filter it, too. So be an anemone. Yeah, filter it. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, yeah, we were just going to do a short episode this week. So uh, that is Emo Social Club Podcast, our historic 10th episode. Um, if you're in Chicago on Wednesday, the 21st at Subterranean, Taking Back Emo, we'll be doing our Black Parade show where we play Woo-hoo. the Black Parade and Three Cheers uh in full yeah so we'll both be there yeah uh so come out to that and uh we love you and you know do well we probably won't have an episode next week because it's thanksgiving so happy thanksgiving yeah happy thanksgiving if you do a lot happy black friday yeah i want to go black friday celebrate with your family your friends your loved ones your hated ones your frenemies (laughs) whoever they is whoever they are Anyway, check us out on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and subscribe to the podcast. The like, usual. comment, subscribe. We love you and we'll catch you all later. Bye. Bye.